Welcome to Energy Unleashed, a unique podcast that kicks off each episode with an energy update of an actual client healing session from Suzanne Worthley, a full-time intuitive energy practitioner and holistic healer. Suzanne openly shares real client challenges and fears from health issues to personal relationships to ghosts and land hauntings to death and dying and more. Directly following each energy update, Suzanne invites co-host Kim Hess to join her in Unleash to present the human perspective, share real life experiences, and offer professional energy tactics to help you navigate life here on Earth and beyond. Well, welcome, everybody. I am Suzanne Worthley. I'm a full-time energy practitioner and healer, along here today with Kim Hess, who is not only a longtime client, but more so a friend and now a co-worker. We are excited to get to Kim's story in just a bit, but first, I would like to give you a feel for what we're about to unleash on you with regard to some incredible energy information on what is known as the Great Spiritual Awakening and or the Ascension Process. And we're going to talk a little bit about how that relates to the madness that we are currently experiencing in life right now. Because boy, are we in (laughs) seriously some crazy times right now, Kim? Crazy times. Crazy, crazy. God, we humans, we are so consumed right now. I mean, in my work as a practitioner, I am finding so many people are struggling with anger and hatred and violence and you know, it's everywhere. It's in our news. It's in our families. It's in our own lives. We are just killing ourselves, our bodies, our minds, and even our spirits right now. Yeah, we're seeing it every day. When you look at what's going on with the media, with um, family, friends, you know, you're hearing and feeling that that fear. Well, and I think the media personally, um, for me, and take what resonates, everybody, when you're listening and toss the rest, because for me, the media is really tough. Just tonight, today, in fact, I was watching so much coverage on COVID and, and watching, you know, all of the, the death counts and the numbers and the body bags and all of these things are just putting people into a tailspin. And I understand fully as a human being, I understand the compassion of all of this. But what we're here to talk about tonight is this way bigger concepts on what may be happening and, in my opinion, is indeed happening in terms of a lot of this energetic stuff. But boy, we are so completely addicted to, you know, the social media, um, the spreading of the panic, the worry. We are totally right now surrendering our power to technology versus trusting in humanity in so many different ways. Yeah, and I'm seeing that people are just, they're very sick. I mean, I know with the pandemic sick, but not only that, I think people are... um, taking in that pressure and that stress and it's creating sickness in their bodies, you know, that, that I just haven't seen before. Well, and not just physical sick, right? I mean, the amount of depression, Mm -hmm. uh, the suicide rates in terms of COVID in the year of 2020 alone were astronomical. And I'm sure it's just going to be, if not worse this year, and this isn't to start everything out depressing here, but we are really, really in unprecedented times like we have talked about, Mm -hmm. because we are seeing these bodies of ours taking such a hit and we are yearning as humans do for somebody or something to come in and fix it. And I talk a lot on my online community that I have called Vibe Tribe. We have a uh, webcast every month and we talk significantly about 
We humans look for saviors. We look for savior programs. We want someone to come riding in on that white horse. That white horse can be a vaccine. That white horse can be a new president or administration. It can be almost anything. Some people are waiting for the spaceships to just finally land, <laughs> right? Right. And, and just make it all okay. And so this is very difficult for us because we are always putting the energy outward instead of using the energy that is inward. And that's a lot what we're going to talk about in this hour is how we can look at this differently and how we can exchange and return the energy to where it organically belongs in terms of actually authentic truth. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got so many things going on and it's not necessarily what we think. Yeah. One of the, the, another way to look at it, when you said um, people are coming to you to want to, you want you to fix them or somebody, they want somebody to come in and fix them. I'm also seeing, especially with addiction, that people are trying to fix others. Oh yeah. You know, and, and go in that other direction, which is the outward, you know, the outside fixing that just doesn't go very well. Well, and and we're gonna talk further about this. We humans are also human doing machines. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that so much is going on right now and there is so much pain and angst and frustration and unanswered questions. Many people have slipped into what we would call this empathing mode, meaning I have empathy for you, but I cross over another line of I'm going to take it for from you for you. I'm going to take your pain from you for you. I'm going to fix it for you. I am going to do it for you. I'm going to make it be okay. And therefore, I'm going to feel okay. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But the amazing thing is, is the doer has no concept or idea that they are doing so much of this for a couple of reasons that we're going to unleash here in a little bit, meaning that they have belief systems that are driving it, but they are also doing it because they themselves don't want to feel uneasy or have the pain or the angst. And yet they're getting it because it's a return of the energy. It's just kind of crazy. It's this loop pattern we're all in, right? It sure is. Well, in terms of energy, what is really, really happening to us is this ascension process. Now, ascension is a buzzword, and we're going to get into that in a a second or so here. But I have found over the last couple of years of being in this work as a practitioner and having a website that actually has a lot of information on ascension, I find that my blog on that particular word is getting hit after hit after hit because people are starting to what we would call wake up and starting to look for information and places and sites and commonalities and people that have like-minded experience, et cetera, um, because they are starting to find that this is a thing that is out there, but there isn't a whole lot of information. And that's why we kind of wanted to walk through this today and unwind it, unleash it, give it, you know, a different perspective and spin for those that might not have any idea what we're talking about with Ascension or the Great Spiritual Awakening. So there's a lot of people, what we would be calling asleep on this planet. Now, this is not a derogatory statement towards them or judgment. It's not saying that they're, you know, a value system against them or anything. This is basically talking about it is time for most all of us to wake up. And that sounds kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, what am I waking up from? What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Well, it's all has to do with energy in terms of there's only two fuel sources of energy, by the way. One is love and one is fear. And if we're walking around asleep, meaning we're not present, meaning that we're not 
actually engaged in what is going on. That is working on a fear-based fuel. If we are waking up, we are actually pulling in a love-based fuel, meaning, yeah, I might have a lot of crap going on in my life. I might have a lot of fear. I might have a lot of things unraveling, but I'm present with them with a different kind of uh, um, uh, boost behind me. Does that make any sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a hard concept. Yep. Um, Ascension. And, you know, it takes it takes time. So anybody who's not getting it right out of the shoot here. Yeah. um, We're going to get into it more, but there's also more information you can go see. So and lots of places that you can Mm -hmm. find it, because like I said, it has become kind of a buzzword. So when we hear about people talking about awakening or when we hear about the ascension process, basically what that means is each individual is in their own way and in their own time, nudged by what we would call a higher source energy. And whatever that means for you, whatever that package looks like for you, whether it's your soul, whether it's a God package, whatever that means, it's the higher version of your integrity, your truth, your being, your real purpose, etc. It nudges us from within ourselves to kind of come awake to kind of remember why you came here. It's kind of the wake up call. Mm -hmm. And not everyone is aware of the wake up call. And that's fine. Not everyone has to wake up. And that's fine. But the more people that wake up individually, the more we can wake up collectively as a human race. And when we wake up collectively as a human race, this is actually part of the ascension process, meaning all of our frequencies, our energy, our thought patterns, our beliefs, all of this love fuel versus fear fear fuel, it all all changes and we rise to the occasion. And I mean that technically, the energy rises to a different frequency or a different vibration of lighter and lighter means more love. And so this is what this is all about is kind of coming together and remembering a oneness and, and kind of coming to the party because you're awake. Again, no judgment, no value system. If this makes no sense to you and you don't, you know, you don't resonate, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean you're going anywhere. You know, there's been a lot of misconception about this particular subject, you know, way back in 2012 when we were talking about it's the end of the world, you know, it's the shift and everything's going to change. And people thought that literally either there was going to be some big spaceship coming in and taking away people that were the good people and leaving those bad people and all kinds of ridiculous things. That's not what any of this is at all. Yeah. And I think that um, another way to look at it is when you are full of fear and you have uh, maybe depression anxiety, some of these things, your vibration is a little heavier. Oh, yeah. You know? So that's that kind of so when you think about lighter, you're living in more of a love place. And, you know, your whole your whole being, including, you know, your body just feels lighter. And your heart opens. The heart and, opens. You know, mm-hmm. our hearts all open. And individually, we open collectively we open, which means the energy opens, period. So yes, mm-hmm. lighter awakening means going up and up isn't a value system either because down is just as important in terms of grounded energy we're here on this planet we're part of an existence here you know it all works together so if these are new concepts for people if it starts to kind of like resonate in your body or gives you a ping of knowing or 
geez, I have no idea what they're talking about, but I'm kind of curious, you know, keep studying if you choose to in terms of ascension and energy work, because it's a fascinating world that I knew nothing, and I'm saying <laughs> nothing about only, what, a short 20 years ago or so. Oh, much shorter for me. Right? <laughs> I don't even know how many years, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, we're going to start out with a couple personal stories of ourselves to kind of evolve into what we learned and how this applies to Ascension, because I think it's important in terms of understanding what a, a single human body can go through when this mm-hmm. stuff happens. And again, maybe it's like your story or maybe it's absolutely not unlike anything you even heard of or thought of. And that's OK, too. But my personal wake up call or my awakening, if we want to use those words, came many, many years back, um, starting in like, gosh, 2003, maybe um, I was first introduced to this stuff and it was completely foreign to me. I mean, I didn't even think about energy. I was going through my day, absolutely not aware of energy in any way, shape or form other than I was probably exhausted because at that particular time, I was your normal mom with four kids, um, 20 years of marriage at that point in time. I was a corporate executive flying all over the country. I thought my life was grand. I mean, I had, you know, everything that looked from the outside like it was great, that it was, yeah, this is it. This is it. You know, I'm making good money. I got a 401k. I'm flying around the country. I'm juggling everything under the sun. I got, you know, I'm hitting band concerts. I'm going to the hockey games. (laughs) You know, I thought I was doing it great. So I was at that point the master of multitasking. And I thought it was awesome because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And I bought into the whole package lock, stock and barrel, not knowing at this time that there was anything wrong with that. And again, if you're listening to this and this is your thing and you truly want that, that's great. There's nothing wrong with this. But for Suzanne, myself personally, I thought I was really, really living the successful life, the career. I thought it was capable. I thought it was amazing at multitasking. But the real truth The inner voice, that higher nudge that we're talking about that gives you the opportunity of the awakening doesn't always come to say, oh, you're awakening. It comes to say, oh, you're a mess. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And mine was saying, slow down. You are not doing great at all of this stuff. And no way, man, no way was I going to believe that inner voice because I was too great at what I was doing. And the worst part is, is the validation that comes from outside of yourself, you know, from whether it's from employees or partners or family and friends and neighbors and whomever. I was really being validated that I was doing great because I could do all these amazing things. And oh my goodness, aren't you fabulous? And I bought all of that stuff, lock, stock and barrel in the actual honesty did not come for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I would not allow myself to slow down or, God forbid, take help, receive help from anybody. Because why? Because Suzanne could do it better and faster anyway. Mm -hmm. And so like, why would I let you do the blah, blah, blah? Because I can do it quicker before I even tell you how to do it. And now this started to get in the way of a whole lot of things, especially, you know, how do you parent kids? Well, then, of course, I became the drill sergeant. And, you know, the louder I yelled, the more power I thought I had. And I drove my house like, a, you know, well-oiled machine that to a lot of other people looked like, wow, she's got this figured out. But it was incredibly inauthentic 
to the true feelings that were really still very quiet inside of me. And this quiet inside of me was saying, that's not kind. That's not who you are. And this would transform into other things at work. I mean, I was a very top level executive. I was a vice president with a very large arm of the company doing international things where people had to say yes, no, and anything. You know, I'd walk into the room and mm, quiet as a mouse because she's here and she's in charge, you know, and I thought that that was powerful. Mm -hmm. It wasn't power. It wasn't nice. (laughs) And it wasn't that that I was cruel or nasty or mean, I don't believe. It was just this energetic, um, uh, God, this expression that carries around your body. Now I know so much more that it's our aura and our field. And, you know, we've all heard that word aura, but I didn't know anything about it. It's, it's this feeling that you have in this bubble around you of, for example, when you go into a party and you really don't want to meet that person or you really do want to meet that person, that's their field. I didn't know mine was so crazy and out of control. So I was desperately wanting to have someone really see me and really hear me and really help me. And yet I wouldn't let it happen. And what happens on the flip side of that is one starts to build, at least I did, resentment because I want you to help me. I want you to see me. I want you to acknowledge me. I want you to take care of me, but I really don't want you to. But then when you don't, then I resent you. So we're in this really tricky catch-22 that I knew I could do it faster and better, so why would I let you help? And yet, if you loved me enough, you'd help. And so this really confusing dialogue becomes inner narrative that starts to really, really wear on you. And this can not only put stress on friendships and family and children, but it definitely put a stress on the marriage. And again, I was 20 years into a marriage with these four kids and juggling everything under the sun, as was my husband at that time corporate. And so it was a tough time. And we ended up going to some conference for marriage um, help. We went to a place where we spent a weekend on trying to remember how wonderful we were to each other. And at that particular marriage encounter weekend, I actually met a gal who is an RN and she was what was called a healing touch practitioner. Now, this time I had no idea what that was. I didn't even I, I didn't even know that kind of thing existed. And she was talking to someone about working on them. And I said, what, what are you talking about? You're working on them. And she explained the concept. And I thought she was a little loopy. I'm like, that's silly. You're just going to lay your hands on them and you're going to make them better. Again, you're going to fix them. And she was trying to help me understand that that isn't what it was at all. And then she stepped back and she said, I really think you need to quite possibly learn this because I believe you have these gifts in you, as by the way, most of us do in some shape or form. And um, I, I kind of took her to heart. I went home. I sort of studied it. I started reading. And then something clicked in one particular book that she had suggested. And I literally read about 60 books within a year on anything and everything having to do with healing modalities, energy, understanding the chakra system, the auras, et cetera, et cetera. I could not get enough of this stuff because my body was awakening. My body was remembering. And I don't know how to word this any weirder sounding than my body was beginning to remember what I know. And there's no way to explain that any more clearly. The actual insides of us starts to go, oh my gosh, I know that. Oh my goodness, that feels like a truth. You know, Oprah coined that aha moment on her show, and it's very similar to that in terms of it felt like, oh, I know this. And so this began to really come 
together in terms of organic information, but it was the day that when everything hit the fan, that things went nuts. I was walking out the back door to my house. My husband was walking out the garage door. We met halfway to each other in the driveway. And I am telling you the exact truth of what happened. I don't know how it happened. I don't know exactly what happened. I literally could see inside of his body psychically. All of my psychic skills dropped back in like a landslide and it pummeled my body and talk about awakening. It was so fast and so quick. And I remembered all of my psychic skills from childhood. I started to remember everything that I knew in terms of third eye sight, um, hearing, sensing, seeing. I thought I was nuts and I thought I was losing my mind. And back then, 20 years ago, there was not energy practitioners. People like me that do this for a living were not around 20 years ago. So I had no context. I had no anything to draw from. And I thought that I was simply nuts. And as did my husband, yeah, I was going to say, Chuck thought you did too, right? <laughs> so, but I pursued it and I believed in it because what I would like people to know when this awakening happens is, is there's an inner knowing, there's an inner confidence, there's an inner light bulb that goes on that is so integral and filled with truth that nobody gets to take that truth away from you, no matter how loony things sound. So I started to jump into this a lot and I was juggling it with my corporate, a little bipolar at that time, a little crazy, you know, corporate mad woman by day, healer by night. And it was getting a little nuts. And then finally, we collectively decided it was time for me to make the jump. My husband was still working so I could afford to do this. And I did. I quit. In 2008, I went full time into this. And three months later, my husband got let go from his corporate job. Bam. Everything went insane. Everything everything in our lives fell to pieces all at once. Well, well, even the market at that time was the worst market we had had in 2008. Right. Recession. Right. Everything in my life was gone in an instant. Mm -hmm. And I was counter, you know, um, thinking everything. I was like double guessing. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should just go back. And my body kept going, no, no, no. And so I kept listening to my inner voice. And I think this is very important for people if they choose to even hear this, is that the inner voice is the conviction inside. And so I went through very many things called the dark night of the soul. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more um, later in terms of dark night means everything in your entire world falls to pieces at once. And a lot of us felt like 2020 was that. Everything fell apart for peace, people in pieces and pieces and pieces all at once. And this turns out to be for me in hindsight, a really great transitionary time. I mean, we ended up in a food stamp line because everything was gone. And, and you know, Chuck and I are looking at each other like, what the heck, you know? Seriously, eight, nine months ago, we were both corporate executives with 401ks, and now we can't feed four kids and pay two mortgages, you know, a cabin. What the heck? And it was very, very difficult, but I kept going. And that is what actually led me to be a healing practitioner for the last full time now, you know, over a dozen years in terms of helping and assisting other people because this awakening process, this ascension process is very real and many people will go through it and many people are in the midst of it with no assistance or no help. They don't understand what this concept is. And so this dark night falling apart is happening in a bigger scope and we're going to get into that in a second too after Kim's story in terms of it's happening on a global basis. It's happening on a planetary basis. It's happening on a universal and multi-universal basis. This is a pattern within a pattern within a pattern. And I am so grateful and honored to be able to have not only experienced it, but been fortunate enough to 
do this as my job for over a dozen years, helping others get through this because this is important and it is very real. And most of us don't even have a clue it's happening, as did you when I met you. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> right? gosh. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Um, you know, it's so interesting, Suzanne. It is going to be 10 years in March when I first met you. Right. And I came to see you on kind of um, a fun, whim, whimsical kind of day with my daughter. Um, she was on a break from college. And so we did a staycation and we did a lot of different things around the cities. And a girlfriend of mine that I worked with at the company that, that I was with, um, your niece, uh, recommended that we come and see you. And we did. And um, on our way over, uh, my daughter's like, what is this all about? I said, well, we're going to have our chakras read. This is going to be so great. I think she does something with energy. I don't know what that is, but it's going to be so fun. And so we get here and we each go through our hour and a half session with you. And it was, you, you turned us upside down and we didn't know anything about what energy healing is, what chakras are, you know, and you did such a great job of explaining some of that, but the terminology and, and trying to grasp that concept was really, um, it's not easy first time in. And um, so we left your, you know, office and um, couldn't talk to each other. We were so emotional and it basically you changed our lives. And so 10 years ago is, is where I first really heard a few of these concepts. Um, and it was six years ago that I went through my, you know, dark night of the soul. And um, I had been working with a company in the health health insurance, health care business for about 19 years. And I started there part-time doing data entry, worked my way up the ladder. I became eventually a vice president in the organization and was traveling around, racking up miles for my hotel, for my car rental, for my plane ride, all this stuff, taking wonderful vacations. Um, life was really good. And again, juggling everything. Three kids at home, my husband, um, all the ex external family, friends, um, and the job. And basically, the job really defined me. The job became so prevalent in my life with the number of hours that I was putting in and the validation that I was getting um, you know, from being in that job. And after 19 years, I was let go kind of on accident, actually, which made it even harder. But um, I went to a meeting and found out that my job was given away to somebody else. I look at that now, and I'm if I would not have been seeing you periodically in that time, I think I would have handled that a lot differently, uh, you know, more differently. Um, I was devastated because I thought the company couldn't survive without me. I didn't know who I was without that job. You know, I went through a really, really hard time, but if I had not been already toying with what my purpose was, what's there's something more out there I would have taken a job within the company in a different spot I would have stayed in that corporate lifestyle and and kept going down that path what made me take that step back and have that you know it's that nudge that you were talking about um is is what kept me from going down that path and starting to explore what is my purpose you know what do what should I be doing with my life mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not um, contributing or um, doing, you know, there's just so many things that were going through my head around what I should be doing. And the should be's are not great, but I was evaluating 
trying to figure out what the next steps would be. Um, you know, because that job I gave up, I, I stayed out of town last minute and missed my 30th anniversary. I didn't make it home for my daughter's 16th birthday. You know, I didn't make it home for important, you know, um, family events with my parents. I, I, the job came first and I look back at that and you can never go back and get that time, you know, again. And, um, so yeah, I, a lot of crying, a lot of, um, evaluation. And what I didn't understand is the responsibility that I put on myself to be the all and to take care of everything, um, was just insane when you look back. When you because look back. we weren't doing a very good job at all of it. Well, you we, thought we you were. You thought you were. Right. You but thought how you could were, you be? Yeah. You thought you were a superhero. And then you really realize how nothing was really integral. Not yeah. Everything was kind of like, you know, half-baked. Well, and, and you're so. never in the moment. Right. You're always ahead. I was the list upon list upon oh, list because basically, yeah. well, I was a VP of a project management office. Yeah. I mean, you can't get any more <laughs> detailed and listy than that. <laughs> Um, yeah. And the expectations that I thought others had of me, um, I really had to take time out and realize that those expectations were my own. Um, and there were a lot of little lies I would tell myself to keep myself going, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, um, you know, some of that was around my health. I don't have time to go for that walk. You know what? I'm going to grab a sandwich. I'm going to grab, you know, something that's really easy. And, you know, through time, um, the stress, the continual energy stress, Mm -hmm. And all of the bad habits, um, I I honestly believe that I would die at a very young age if I would not have changed what I was doing. And, um, you know, it goes back to, though, all of this. My ego was hurt. You know, I needed that validation because I wasn't filling myself with important thing, things that are important for me or um, value add for me. And I never put myself first in self-care. And, um, so going through that whole experience was just really, um, it was life changing, you know, and, and the thing that, that helped me, um, not long after I lost my job, you totally talked me into going to on your Peru trip, you know, your guided Peru trip. And that was absolutely spiritually life changing for me. Yeah. I'll never forget you on that trip. (laughs) You just like became part of the land. I mean, it was, Oh my gosh. Your your glow about you is so fascinating. And, and I want to be clear that Kim and I are not bashing any corporate position because we both loved our jobs. Loved. And, and I think that that was a very critical part of my life. What we're trying to help share here is that it doesn't have to be a corporate job. It could be a mom who's got, you know, even one or two kids and is mm-hmm. in over her head. It could be the the gentleman of the house, the the dad that that is, you know, running, doing, doing, doing. It could be, you know, the 24-year-old in college that feels the pressure of everybody wants he or she to do this or that. This is not a a job related mm-hmm. thing and or a gender related thing. This is this wake-up call is can come at any time. It can come to anyone. And and what we're trying to do in our own personal stories is just allow you to understand that the inner voice, the nudge, the wake-up call is inside of us. And this is something that most of us don't slow down enough to listen to because we are too busy being human doing machines. Mm -hmm. And part of this great awakening and part of this coming into truth and authenticity is about understanding that our birthright is to be Mm -hmm. 
and we don't talk about that and we don't understand that and we don't we don't get it because we don't have time because we're too busy doing to be it's crazy and i say to my clients all the time in teaching and classes and such we're human beings not human doings mm-hmm. and yet i was awesome at it i mean you know i i say all the time i was that energizer energizer bunny and i was <laughs> terrified inside of myself because of my bunny ever fell over you know that little goofy little bunny oh, yeah. go 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 if my battery ever wore out i did not just like you i did not know who or what i was right and i think this is what is so exciting about not only just energy work but this concept of that we're waking up that mm-hmm. we humans have been kind of like <laughs> bought into mm-hmm. a lot of really ridiculous programming in terms of what we are mm-hmm. and what we should do yeah, and one of the – you made a really good point about it's really not about the job. Um, I know I had to go through those experiences to be who I am now. I know that the skills that I learned going through what I did were really important for what I'm doing now and who I am now. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I met some amazing people through that whole experience. Right. And I'm still friends with uh, you know quite a few of those people that – um, we're so influential or influential in ways that were more spiritual or more um, grounding. And again, this isn't religion. Spiritual mm-hmm. is really about getting back to the earth and understanding why we're here. And part of the purpose of being a human being is because we're on a planet, mm-hmm. which brings us to this concept of not only are human beings awakening, but so is our planetary system and so is our cosmic system. And this is not, again, something that we think about. If we are going, 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 going asleep all day long. Asleep means that I have my blinders on. I'm just chugging down the road. I'm kind of a sheep. I'm doing what I'm told. And so we don't understand that we're part of all of the everything in our reality. And that this is what oneness is. And this is what the body yearns for. But most all of us don't really understand that. We think we're yearning for other things. Therefore, we think a jaw will take it you know, to the next step. Uh, the 401k will make me safe. The money in the bank is all I need. And it's this inner yearning that we're looking for because it's connectedness and oneness to everything. And this ascension process means that we are, our bodies are experiencing this phenomenon of not only us changing and waking up, but our planet changing and waking up, our cosmos waking up, our multi-universe is getting in alignment. So the ascension word literally means the act or process of moving or rising up, especially to a higher or more powerful position. But when we're talking in terms of our ascension process here as humans on this planet, we are talking more along the lines of consciousness is moving from one reality to another. And this is a tough concept. And that's why we wanted to throw it out to this audience to kind of chew on, kind of think about, kind of ponder. And if you don't get it, that's fine too. And if you don't care, that's really fine too. But technically speaking, we live in different planes of reality or planes of consciousness or dimensions. And we, again, don't think about that because we live in the third dimension. Everything is right here. It's solid. We can touch it. There's seasons, there's time, there's width and height and space. There's, it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my favorite because it really isn't real. It's what, it's just one version of how we experience life. And, you know, I taught a lot back when, and I would say to my audiences oftentimes, Hey guys, you know, 60 people out there, raise your hand if you had a conversation about consciousness today and everybody's face would just kind of crunk up and I would, they'd look at me like, what is that lady talking about? And I would kind of giggle 
give it a second. And then I'd say, hey, guys, who had a conversation about their job, their partner, their, you know, their dog, what, whatever. And every hand would go up, right? I mean, of course. <laughs> and then I would say, you got to have the understanding, though, that the dog, the job, the partner, and all of that can't be real in your life and in your reality if you're not conscious and consciously aware of it and connected to it. And then everyone would kind of sit back and go, well, wait, wait a minute, what? And this is a kind of odd word. It is being present with. It's understanding the connection to. It's the oneness of all. It's being in the energetic moment of. And when this consciousness is changing, that means we have the ability to then empathically, compassionately remember what it's like to be another. We can be in others' shoes. And that other doesn't even have to be a human being. It can be, gee, the plants are sad, you know, because we're chemicaling them. It can be, gee, the, the waters are sad because we're polluting them. We're starting to understand when this raising of consciousness comes that we're all one and we have responsibilities because we signed up to come to this planetary existence and be with other humans. And so it's a fascinating thing that's happening, but most people don't even have a clue what's going on because they're just too busy, mm-hmm. right? Very busy. Mm-hmm. However, it's kicking their butts in terms of when this planetary existence is going through an actual ascension process, the frequencies and the vibrations of these planes of reality or these dimensional, you know, um, these, these dimensional layers, the frequency changes. So if the frequency changes of that and light changes and vibration changes, our actual meat and bone bodies get affected. Our meat and bone bodies are undergoing this shift with the planet and the cosmos, and we get affected. And if we have no context to work from to understand this, we go to a fear space. We go directly to a fear space. Let's look at 2020. We have no idea what's going on with anything, and the fear went off the charts. For our health, for our wellness, for our safety, for our understanding anything, we're in the dark. We've lost our jobs. We have no money. The fear went off the charts. Not only that, the planet itself and the cosmos and everything within us is shaking and vibrating differently. So our bodies hurt. We have joint pain. We have palpitations. We have headaches. We can't swallow. We're not sleeping well. All of these ascension symptoms come along with this process. But we, because we're uneducated, think we're just dying. Mm-hmm. And then we yeah. add in a pandemic. Right. And and a pan- yeah, the pandemic really takes that to a new level because you're you're segregated. Right? You're separate. You're you're not even necessarily with people potentially. And then your little brain goes off the charts thinking, that's it. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Right. Right. <laughs> or, or on the flip side, I've got nothing because I lost everything. So I'm either gonna die because I've got it or I've got nothing. And we're not making flippant of anything. Don't misunderstand this. But mm-hmm. the human mind is an amazing thing. And the emotions and the mental scape, uh, the scope of what we can do with this stuff. When we were separated and continue to be, and everything is fed to us, and we think half of it is lies, and our bodies are questioning everything, the the level of anxiety and depression has hit an all time high in so many ways that the entire scope of humanity, in some shape or form, is doing the dark night of the soul together mm-hmm. and separately. Isn't that amazing? It's fascinating. It is. And it has to happen. This is the worst part about it because, and people are like, what do you mean that has to happen? What I mean is, is that 
if we don't face our fears, if we don't come to some kind of a relationship with this meat and bone body of ours and our true emotions and dig out those beliefs, if we don't take the quiet time, which COVID conveniently forced us to have, by Mm -hmm. the way, um, if we don't take the quiet time to examine this stuff as, is this true for me any longer or has it ever been at all? Can I dump this stuff? Can I move through this fear? Can I change this like you and I found? Mm -hmm. You know, we had our experience differently, but all of us are going through layers and levels of ascension processes by coming face to face with our fears. Mm -hmm. And if we can choose to, if we choose to move through this in love frequencies and do the self healing, not only do we heal, but our planet heals and our cosmos heals and our humanity as a whole heals. So it's quite fascinating to me, actually being here at this time. Yeah, and it's not by any means easy. And it is a roller coaster because there are so many layers within our in inside of us that um, when you peel back a layer and you think you're good to go and you're moving along, wham, another layer. Yep. And it can be about financial. It could be about, you know, core beliefs, whatever it might be. It's it's not always easy. But no. boy, is it gratifying <laughs> as you start to peel out those layers. Well, and, and it's start not easy right now them. because we're just getting told what to do or not do mm-hmm. or think and not think every single solitary day. And this is part of the problem because the dark night of the soul keeps us in what we call a 3D existence, meaning one of those layers or dimensions or planes of reality is called our 3D existence here. When we're going through this ascension process, the point of this is to get to a what we would then call a 5D reality or a new version of Earth. That doesn't mean we go somewhere. It doesn't mean some spaceship picks us up and takes the good people. It doesn't mean any of that. What it means is, is that you're actually in a situation and one person, if they are in a 3D existence or plane of reality in their consciousness, are seeing, experiencing, feeling, smelling, sensing one way, well, at the same exact time the person right next to them is seeing it, feeling it, experiencing, smelling it, tasting it the other way, mm-hmm. 3D is usually based in what we would call fear fuel. 5D is what we would call love fuel. We jump through the 4D because the 4D isn't a place of a plane of reality. It's kind of a bridge from one plane to the next. So we are in a 3D right now. The ascension process, hopefully moving us to a place of more love. That's the point. We are here to ascend not only ourselves, but our planet and our cosmos itself to a place of oneness, unity, love, return to source energy, et cetera, et cetera. So this is an opportunity that our planet and our humanity has never had before because we usually do this work after we die when we go to what we would call source or heaven or whatever package you want to put on that. But we're uniquely having this opportunity now to be able to experience these wave frequencies of love. And this is a vibration that's coming into our planet, oftentimes from solar flares, from off planet in other you know dimensions. And, and it's affecting, again, not only our meat and bone body, but our planet itself. So everything is works like a holographic kaleidoscope. And it's all layers and levels of consciousness and realities and how we see things. So let's go back to you, for example, Kim, Mm -hmm. when you were, you know, losing your job, okay, your 3D version, when you lost your job, the egoic, you know, typical human response was what about yourself? Oh, that um, I had failed. Right. I wasn't worthy. I didn't think I could move on to something else. Um, I was really, really 
um, worried about money. Yep. Um, I have, I have in my, you know, root of all is, is, um, the responsibility to have a lot of money. That was a, a big thing to overcome for me. A belief and system. A belief system. Yep. For sure. And, um, so yeah, I was, I just, it was devastating. As, as happened to me as yeah. exactly because mm-hmm. gosh, I was the breadwinner, you know, my mm-hmm. husband made a lot, but I was the main breadwinner and, you know. All that money, I'm telling you, when we were when we were standing in that food stamp line and all the 401 k stuff, stuff was gone, there was no sense of safe or security. And mm-hmm. you know, we the ego takes this hit and everything goes crazy. Most people in 2020 have been viewing the COVID pandemic, unemployment, riots, George Floyd, the whole nine yards, in the fear state of 3D, hatred, mm-hmm. anger, judgment. That's the responses. At the same time. If you were to have lost your job knowing what you know now, knowing what you know now, if you were still had all the garnered information, you understand things, you've maintained the lightness of 5D in your body, and if you got let go in that job now, what would be different? I, I know that um, money doesn't ma- mean the same thing to me. You know, that's one thing that is so different in how I think, but that there are so many opportunities to find that next thing or to be in the moment and, and um, look around, you know, to see what's there and that I'm t- fully capable mm-hmm. of doing anything that I set my mind to um, and feel confident, you know, and have um, a way within me to, um, you know, take on that, that challenge or opportunity without being a control freak. Right. And for me, it was all about finding my true inherent soul purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people that go through dark night and look at life through 5D have now to some extent found their purpose. And I cannot tell you how many clients come to me and say, I don't know what my purpose is. And I remember being a small child staring at myself in the mirror. True story. Mm -hmm. Staring at myself in the mirror going, what are you doing here? You have something to do. You have something that you're supposed to do. <laughs> I don't know if I was just a weird kid or not, but I, maybe I had insight at eight. I don't know. But um, for many years, I didn't know what my purpose was. And I think what's so amazing is, is in my personal professional opinion, everybody's purpose is unique and everybody's purpose is exactly the same. Meaning mm-hmm. you have a unique soul path or purpose for being here for whatever you need to come in learning with those that you come in and experience mm-hmm. with. But collectively we're all here for one reason and that is to wake up not Mm -hmm. only ourselves but our human race and our planetary system and ascend this place and we all signed up for it or we wouldn't be here and so when one gets to that 5d thing yes i still see you know the craziness in the politics i still see the financial system going crazy the pharmaceutical ridiculousness yada yada Mm -hmm. and so i understand that but i watch it from an observer's standpoint Mm -hmm. And I allow myself to be guided from a higher perspective, whether you call that guys or angels or higher self or God, whatever package you want to put that in. I allow myself to be guided for what is my highest and best. And I don't second guess. If I was fired, it was time for me to go because Mm -hmm. my frequency was no longer needed there. Mm -hmm. If my partner left me and cheated on me, it wasn't because I wasn't good enough and I wasn't great and wonderful and I didn't do enough it was because our frequencies were no longer at the same level meaning the reason we came together is no longer 
um, you know, in, in the works. It, mm-hmm. it has passed its time. It, it's time for me to move forward if I choose, and hopefully I do, mm-hmm. to go fill that love quotient in different ways with nothing looking back, courting me to all of the negative narratives. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, 3D, 5D doesn't mean we go somewhere. Ascension doesn't mean we leave this planet. It means that we collectively and individually are looking at things with a different consciousness paradigm. We look through a different lens. Well, I was going to say perspective yes. is huge um, in how you look at situations that come up and how some of these changes um, occur. If you, if you can listen, you know, because I, I think the guidance is there. Mm-hmm. And um, if you listen, the, the next opportunity is going to present itself. And, and, and you're going to move on. And it presents itself everywhere. This it is does. what's so fascinating when you get into this kind of um, metaphysical, esoteric, whatever labels you want to put on it. And I love when people call it New Age, by the way, because it was the ancients knew this stuff. <laughs> right. we're, the, we're the ones that forgot. <laughs> but um, when we start to trust the land, the land talks. And, you know, if the land is talking, if the tree is talking, if the plant and the rock and the water is talking, if everything is talking to me, and, and, and I don't mean like necessarily words, it's in my heart space. Um, you know, I will, I will be navigating through life differently than the person who hasn't done the work of the ascension. So, and no one has to do the work. You no. can leave this planet tomorrow and come back here and do it all over again. But my take is, is if you signed up to be here during one of the most fascinating times ever, gosh, you might want to think, what is my purpose and what am I doing with this? And maybe your purpose is staying at that corporate job and being busy and doing, doing, mm-hmm. doing, but I'm here to tell you that there are so many of my clients that are now understanding if I do the work, then I will reap the benefits. So what is the work? The work, in my opinion, again, as a practitioner, is to release anything that no longer serves you, to release anything that is fear-based, to clean out this human body Mm -hmm. container on a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual basis of anything that is fear vibrational frequency, because what you said before is fear is dense. It is heavy. It is thick. It is not beneficial to my health and my wellness, much less my joy factor. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I walk through life asleep. I'm not awake. And so when this starts to change, these planes of existence are going to be changing. More light frequency is coming in. If I'm not doing my work, that light is going to pummel my body, and I'm going to get sick, Mm -hmm. and I am going to die. We're all going to die, but I'm going to die according to what I'm holding in dis-ease. Right. And, and, you know, uh, back to the, you know, you said you can stay in your corporate job. You can be in any job and do this internal work. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it just takes a little time and, and research and really listening, you know, internally. Or no job. You know, one of my favorite um, areas of clientele is moms that are home mm-hmm. that are going through unbelievable amounts of narratives in terms of I'm not good enough because I'm not working. Which That's is the biggest just- job in the world. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Oh so, you know, I mean, it doesn't there, there's no favoritism here in any way, shape or form of how this 3D, 5D thing hits our bodies or not hits our bodies, because it actually is happening to us in front of our faces right now all day long. So if we go back to a little bit of the craziness that we have been, you know, experiencing in the last year here, we have had COVID, we've had crazy elections, we've had riots, we've had separation, we've had the Capitol being barraged, you know. So many people jump on this negative bandwagon that the whole world is falling apart. And that, again, is this 3D perspective. Ascension also 
will react in a 3D arena by chaos. And this is confusing for most people. Chaos in the 3D arena can freak everybody out, scare everybody. It can make everything worse and people go down the rabbit holes of craziness, which ends them even in a worse place, okay? Or when we are actually looking at the chaos, ascension, the job of it is to break down what no longer serves us. And it will look like chaos on the front side. So when someone is actually doing the work, and we put kind of quotes around that when we do this stuff, when they're doing their own inner work and releasing anything that no longer serves them and fearful, they don't necessarily see that chaos the same. They see that chaos sometimes as movement forward. Not that it condones bad behavior or things Mm -hmm. where people are getting hurt or buildings being burnt, Mm -hmm. but the standing up for truth and the ability to have the courage to be heard Mm -hmm. and the tenacity to fight for something that is justice, not revenge, is all part of the ascension process. And this can be very confusing for people because if I'm talking to someone who is still, and again, no, no judgment here, who is still completely asleep or not awakened in any way, shape or form, they think the world is just going to pot. It's just like, it's just, this is it. It's just what is happening. I don't even want to admit I'm an American. I have no pride and on and on. We hear, especially on social media rants. And and I just say, you know, then shame on us because we haven't done our work. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make some sense? I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying about the chaos? Oh, the, yeah, definitely. And I, I do believe that um, the chaos, like you said, the perspective of looking at that chaos is so important because we're... We should be seeking truth. And and like you said, if you're seeking truth and you're looking beyond, you know, some of what the the what's right in front of us, yep. if you look beyond that and um really understand and can empath empathize or have compassion for mm-hmm. some of that, it really brings it to a different level of observation. Because revenge and justice are two very different things. Two different, yeah, very, very different. And the 3D lives in revenge, mm-hmm. and the 5D lives in justice, mm-hmm. and non-truths and truths, etc. And so these are really kind of two different camps that are actually sitting in the same exact scenario, looking at it from two different lenses. And so this, again, says that we don't go anywhere. We change from within, which then changes outwardly Mm -hmm. or not. And so there's going to be many people that don't choose to ever awaken, and that is actually fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that says that anybody has to do anything. But some of the very first things and the steps that you can notice about yourself if you want to look into this further is, how much fear do I live in? How much am I the doing machine? How much am I pushing myself and not listening to that quiet voice that you and I both kind of shunned for many years? Oh, absolutely. And have a little serious talk with your Energizer bunny and say, hey, I'm going to actually take your batteries out and let you fall over for a minute before you actually really do, because the human body will catch up with itself and it will take you down in some instances with sickness and disease. And who Mm -hmm. wants to get to that if we can kind of preempt this with just some knowledge, right? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, educating yourself on, um, you know, finding out more about this ascension and, um, you know, especially going to your website, you know, to yeah, look for Yeah, I have a of lot that. of freebies on there. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for mentioning. Yeah, um, my website is sworthly.com, like my name. So S-W-O-R-T-H-L-E-Y.com. And I actually have a full 
um, Ascension ebook on there that explains a lot of this, but I also have an incredible blog on there that has, oh my goodness, I don't even know, close to 900 posts, I think, since I put it up a couple years back, quite a few years back. It also lists, by the way, all of the Ascension symptoms that happens to the physical and emotional and mental bodies. And the list is endless um, from headaches to dizziness to sleep patterns to um, vertigo to heart palpitations. And many people are ending up in the doctor's office thinking that they're dying. And especially now they think that they've got the COVID uh, symptoms. And sometimes, yes, you do. And sometimes it's simply ascension. And we get frustrated when the doctors don't have an answer because there is nothing that actually looks at ascension in the medical world. And so then we get even more scared because we think, oh my goodness, they didn't find it, so I must really be dying. And then we're brilliant human beings and we can manifest ourselves into sickness and disease. And so this blog that I have is actually quite fascinating because one of the things that happens during ascension is these multi-dimensions or these multi-planes of existence or these multi-universes are made privy to some that are doing the work and some more than others, meaning if your psychic skills are activated more than others, um, that you are actually having all kinds of crazy experiences from you know seeing apparitions to feeling I'm being watched or being touched or I can't even get around electronics because everything goes crazy or my body is breaking out in rashes. I mean, it's at the list on there is endless of these experiences. And these people have been coming to this site and feeling so much peace and validation that they're not insane. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I love reading them because it's like if you don't have some context to pull from, if you haven't even thought about this, it's like when all my psychic stuff came barreling back into my body and I could see in my husband's <laughs> see in my husband's field and heard voices in my head and I thought it was a nut job. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is not supposed to be that dramatic, but it is extremely dramatic for everybody that is going through it that doesn't have context. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that this you know discussion today brings something forward. And if this is brand new for you, great. And if it isn't happening to you, it also be it. But who knows? In two weeks or two, <laughs> two years, you know, because this influx of energy will not stop because it's not supposed to. This influx of higher frequency vibration coming into our planetary system comes from about um, solar flares, planetary alignments, um, just uh, all kinds of uh, the Schumann resonance, which is the resonance of the pulse within the actual Earth itself. When all of these things are colliding and we're in the middle of it, we're Mm -hmm. like sandwiched right in between this stuff. We're just getting zinged. We're getting zapped. We're getting electric pulses. We're getting all kinds of crazy stuff. This is not going anywhere. In fact, it's probably going to escalate, which will also escalate, by the way, natural disasters. So Mm -hmm. we oftentimes think, oh, my gosh, the whole world's falling apart. Mother Nature's angry. She's not angry. She's adjusting. Mm -hmm. Mother Nature is that's that's one of the ways to start to listen to your body is to go outside and be in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, When you start to, um, you know, feel that because everything has energy. Yep. The trees have energy, the flowers, which we don't really have any outside right now in Minnesota, but um, the birds, the, like today, there was an eagle flying around our circle. Mm-hmm. And just to stand there in awe of and know how majestic 
you know, that is to participate in and be grateful and be grateful, you know, while you're standing next to a gorgeous tree, you know, even without its leaves. Um, I think nature is a really great place to start to hear and and understand more of what's going on inside of yourself. Because Because those continual thoughts, thoughts, feelings, thoughts, feelings, thoughts, you're running through your head. I heard that there's like 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day. And if they are negative, if you're negatively thinking 70,000 negative thoughts a day. Think what you're creating. Oh my gosh, you're destroying your body. And times that by the amount of humans we have walking around the planet being negative right now. Right. Jeez Louise, wake up. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. Please wake up. (laughs) Wake up. Uh, Yeah. And, And I think what people maybe don't understand sometimes either is that Mother Nature herself is a consciousness. She's a planetary existence mm-hmm. of consciousness. And we signed up for it. So this to me is a beautiful, amazing, wonderful way to live. And it is right here in front of us for the taking. And it is an exciting, beautiful opportunity to have signed up as a human body to go through this planetary, cosmic, humanity ascension process but it starts with you it starts with the individual and when we're going through these rocky scary times right now we have choices we always have choices free will is very real if we choose to see it and use Mm -hmm. it and own it and gratify it and I believe for one that we have the ability to not only do this as an individualized human because I've seen it I know it Um, it's not always easy it isn't done it's never done Mm -hmm. we're never like over this there's no finish line but to me it just keeps getting more exciting I don't know about you but well it does because your your whole being experiences these things differently at at, at that more loving like I said um you know empathy compassion mm-hmm. compassion you know you just got compassion is huge when you, when you're actually seeing what's happening around us So to round this down, remember, there's only two kinds of fuel. There is only two kinds of fuel in planes of existences. One is fear, which always relates to this 3D, negative, angry, all of that. The other one is love, which is that 5D experience, which is compassion and empathy. And you get to choose, so choose wisely. On behalf of Kim and I, thanks so much for listening. And until next, Cosmic Hugs. Thank you so much for listening. You'll hear from us again soon. And for any more information, please check out sworthly.com. Thanks.